Welcome to the Kingdom Educators Podcast, where we empower Christian teachers to grab a hold of heaven's hope-filled perspective so you can activate transformational impact in your classroom and community. I'm your host, Jessica Glover, and I warmly welcome you to wake up to your strategic placement as a Kingdom Educator, anointed by the Creator and equipped by all of heaven to release the radical goodness of God that will transform lives and reshape education. Welcome to the Kingdom Educators Podcast, Heather Conan. Heather and I actually just met through a mutual connection, David Schmoos from Christian Educators. And based on his recommendation, I am so excited to hear Heather's testimony of how God has been moving in our classrooms in this hour. So Heather, welcome to the Kingdom Educators Podcast. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. Yes, it is an honor to have you. And we have been chatting a bit before we hit record today, and it has been such a fun time to connect about what God is doing across our nation. In fact, I just want to share real quick, I Heather, you're the second person that I've been talking with in the past week, just about how God is raising up different people that are wanting to hear his voice in this hour about what God's heart is for our school system. As we all know, there's a lot of brokenness and systems that don't work even within the education system. And we're wanting to tune into what God is doing. And so just a reminder to our listeners that this whole series on testimony is to encourage your faith. And just like out of revelation, it's the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. We want to prophesy over to you that this too can happen for you in your classroom. So be encouraged as you listen to our interview today with Heather And the things that she shares that God is on the move, he's in a good mood, and he wants to use you in the world of education to be salt and light, to bring light in the darkness. And um, he's got good things to deliver through you. So thank you for listening today. So Heather, we're going to start off. And I just love for you to share with us what drew you to work in education in the first place. Well, like many other teachers, I grew up on a household where my mom was a teacher. And I think that really did have uh, a big impact on me as I saw her do the work that she did. I went to school with her as a little kid, Uh loved to be around um, teachers teaching. I taught my brothers and my stuffed animals um, from the time I was really young. (laughs) Uh, But I would say I really, I had a great second grade teacher. I was one of those very quiet children uh, and she got engaged when I was in her classroom and I had this idea to throw her a surprise wedding shower. Oh, wow. And she let that happen. I'm sure she knew all the details, but she let me believe that it was going to be a surprise. She let me organize my class, the classroom. She let me send letters home with the students about gifts. Like she, she, (gasps) She gave substantial time for that to happen. And I think it really um, just was like kind of that kerosene on those little glowing embers mm-hmm. of that. Oh, I am a leader. I think she yeah. let me see I was a leader and I wanted to be like her. And what was really special is after I graduated from college and I started teaching, I got to teach with her. Oh, my goodness. Just a gift. Wow. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hmm. So you did your student teaching with this teacher then? No, I just got to teach in the same building with her. Okay. Okay. Which was really, really special. That is so neat. 
Wow. You seem like the little second grader that was like a huge blessing, the sweet little girl that just wanted to celebrate your teacher and getting engaged. That's really special. She was inspiring. So I've always had that her in the back of my mind when I've been teaching. Oh, that's so cool. So what are some keys, Heather, that you've grabbed in your own relationship with God that drew you to teaching connection with him in your classroom? Well, it really was a journey for me partnering with God. I felt for sure like teaching was a calling, but I will have to admit that I think I I spent a large part of my career not knowing Mm -hmm. that God could be a part of my classroom. Yeah. And I probably spent close to 20 years kind of trying to figure out how to navigate that. And I, Mm. I think I would use like a basketball analogy to describe my experience. Um, My, my sons played basketball when they were young, Mm -hmm. they learned really early on, what are the boundaries of a basketball court? Okay. And after they learned the boundaries, then they were, they were taught how to play with excellence within the boundaries And I would say that I really didn't know the boundaries. I didn't know what it looked like to be a Christian in a public school. Mm -hmm. And so I was always questioning, like, can I answer that question? Could I do that? Is this okay? Am I going to get in trouble? Um, And so I think what the Lord did is he, um, there were were a few things that happened, I would say, within a, a short amount of time. Um, One was that he called me to start a prayer group. At my school, my brother had one that he's a teacher too. And I was so jealous. Actually, it was not a short amount of time, but I would say over three years, he really was stirring in my heart. And I had all of these excuses of why I couldn't do that. Okay. Like, yeah, I'm busy. What would people think of me? Mm -hmm. Um, Just all sorts of lies that I was believing. But there was a real significant tragedy in our building where one of my colleagues, his wife, mom, and daughter were killed by a drunk driver. Oh my goodness. And um, it really woke me up to the fact that I don't know how much time I have. And if God's asking me to do something, I should do it. Mm-hmm. And also our school was hurting and we really needed God. So it really spurred me on to a prayer group. Yeah. So this prayer group started And it became the sweet place of community. Like I thought I was one of the only Christians in my school. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden people started kind of coming out of the woodwork. I I remember one thing, one of the staff came in and said, I'm coming out of the closet. I'm a Christian. And and so we developed this sweet community at school. And our principal, who was not a believer, Mm -hmm. saw the fruit, saw that it was creating unity, um, saw the good. And I remember one morning getting an email from her and she said, you know, I heard that there was a, there was, I met with somebody and his wife was having a difficult pregnancy. And I said to him, well, Hey, we have a prayer group at your school. Would you like me to pass along a request? Yeah. I just about fell out of my chair. So So it was like, what? Um, so then all of a sudden I really felt like God was showing you that you couldn't bring transformation. Like he wants to transform schools. Mm -hmm. And I was able to watch him do that, which led me to an opportunity to speak at a teacher breakfast, which of course 
How many of us love to teach kids, but we don't like to talk in front of our peers? Right, it's right. One of those <laughs> moments. But as I like just said yes to him and stepped out, I didn't feel like I was prepared or adequate. He connected me with Christian Educators Association International, which was what it was called at the time. Uh-huh. And I was invited to host an event for teachers and was on that team that hosted this event. And there I started to learn things that really helped me. Like, number one, what are my legal freedoms? Mm -hmm. Like I was focused on all of these things that I couldn't do. Mm -hmm. I was so scared. But then once I learned what I could do, it kind of opened the floodgates for me. Like I knew the line and I knew that maybe sometimes I might cross that line, but I knew what it was. Mm -hmm. But then I also knew like, hey, if a student asks me if I'm a Christian, I can say yes. Yeah. Or I can teach about religion. Mm-hmm. I can teach about faiths from a, a neutral standpoint. And so then I really started to partner with him. Mm-hmm. I really think that that was the time where he opened my eyes to all of these really cool opportunities to speak into the lives of kids and staff um, and Around that same time, I think he really, it was funny. My kids were in the Bible every night before they went to bed. Like they, they had learned that at church and Mm -hmm. they were, they said, I I was watching them and they convicted me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How much am I in the word? And so (laughs) I really started my early morning quiet time routine. And I think that impacted me. Like that was steroids as far as my partnership with the Lord. And so I really started to put in place um, routines for myself. So good. That closeness with the Lord, I had to get up really early, Mm -hmm. Um, but I began to crave that. So then I think it really was that combination of, you know, my relationship with the Lord, a sense of calling. He opened up my creativity and my job just became, I I started to really thrive Mm -hmm. as an educator. Yeah. I love how it all started with your yes to God prompting you over three years and watching your brother in a school start a prayer group. And then like slowly through that, even using your principal to say like, Heather, they want it. (laughs) This school like needs it even more, even, you know, far after that tragedy had happened. It's just so neat how, I don't know. I just think God is so kind and he like is gentle with us and like, come on, it's okay. It's okay to do this thing. And then you find out later, oh, I do have the right. And I think Heather, that's something that a lot of our listeners are curious about. Um, I have mentioned in previous episodes that I want to start talking about teacher rights. There's been a few people that I've interviewed, but Heather, I'd love you to share a little bit more about your position at Christian Educators Now and even what Christian Educators has to offer. Because as you and I were chatting before we hit record, neither one of us knew that there were alternatives to our um, protection as teachers. And we just directly pay NEA, but there's actually other choices. Would you be willing to speak a little bit about that? Yeah. I Once I started learning about my freedoms, Mm-hmm. And once God started working in my heart, I knew that I would probably be taking some risks or stepping into my freedoms. Okay. And I think so many, there's so many people that don't understand 
what the law says, what our freedoms are, including yeah. administrators. They just don't know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people respond in fear because they don't know. And so I knew, I said, I need to have an organization that is standing behind me as a Christian in a public school. Mm-hmm. And when I learned about Christian educators, um, you know, quite honestly, I was a member of both organizations for a while because the union leaders at my school were my friends. And okay. I didn't feel like I could take that step, but I really wanted that extra protection. And I also just wanted that resource. Like I wanted to be able to call an organization and say, Ooh, I'm in this situation. What should I do? Or how can I navigate this? Yeah. Um, And so it it really gave me more courage. Mm -hmm. I would say over time, um, as I saw the fact that, yeah, my local union was great. I I love the people serving. I, I was very convicted that at the state and national level, like, oh my goodness, what is my money going towards? And so I made that personal decision to step away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say like, that's something you seek the Lord about yeah. those decisions uh, because God will call people to serve in the local union and speak on his behalf too. So yeah. that's something to pray about. Uh, but then I really believed in the Christian educator mission and some of the initiatives that they had, I began volunteering with them and eventually was invited to join them on staff where we really began to seek the Lord, especially in our current culture and our current, the situations that we face, what do teachers need? Mm -hmm. Um, And as we prayed into that, God really revealed, um, first of all, the fact that even without being an educator, we're an ambassador. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he gave us that vision of how do we help teachers see themselves as ambassadors? What does it mean to be an ambassador? How do you navigate as an ambassador in this very interesting time in history? Yeah. Um, and so we we uh, developed a day for teachers called the AWAKE Experience. Mm-hmm. Um, AWAKE stands for Ambassadors Working as Kingdom Educators. Um, I always joke with them, wouldn't that be great if we could have like a name tag that says Kingdom Educator on it? Yeah. (laughs) Because that's what we are. Yeah. And uh, that has led uh, me to just take a leave from teaching. And I've been working as the director of this project, Mm -hmm. traveling around the country, working with teachers, um, and also really equipping teams Mm -hmm. um, so that educators have something that they can bring to their own community to help encourage the people that they work with. Yeah. Heather, will you tell us a little bit more about, I know some people maybe don't know anything about Christian educators. And like when you're referring to providing resources that teachers need in terms of legal support, just reminding folks that you pay to NEA or maybe your local district. I'm not sure how it I know when I worked in Washington state, it was paying directly to NEA and it was like $56 a month back in the day. And Mm -hmm. then you kind of didn't know where that money went, but it's actually legal support, but you can, there's actually a way that you can pay like a, like Christian educators and they will provide the legal support to you. Um, Mm -hmm. And so you can look that it's christianeducators.com.org.org. Okay. And then I also would love Heather, I know there's going to be people who listen who are going to be interested in how could I be a part of an awake day? And could we put that information in the show notes? Um, ChristianEducators.org backslash awake. 
um, is where you can see the dates coming up this next semester. Uh, but we're also very open. Um, we're building capacity to be able to go other places too. So if a teacher checks out our website and they they say, oh yeah, I have a lot of really weary educators in my community and I would love to bring something to them to help wake them up is what we're saying. Yeah. We're happy to to travel. I'm I'm really excited about the opportunities that you are providing through Christian educators for teachers to be encouraged to wake up, to hear testimony, even about ways that we can carry the kingdom within us and let it leak out into our different spheres of influence within the education system. I just think it's so powerful what you're doing, Heather. And I know um, it also pulls on your heart to go back to the classroom too, because it's like this wonderful opportunity to pour into teachers, but you're thinking about maybe even going back to subbing. That's exciting. Yeah, we'll see where God leads. I, I honestly, it's like year by year. It's like, all right, Lord, what do you want me to know? What do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. And I think that's how we navigate every day, right? As a teacher, yeah. what do I need to know for today? What do you want me to do today? Yes. Yeah. One day at a time, which is so much easier to bite off, <laughs> mm-hmm. especially when we don't have yeah. the grand plan all known (laughs) right in a a moment's time, perhaps. Would you be willing to share with us, Heather, um, maybe a a testimony or two about how God has shown up through you in your, when you were teaching in your classroom, or maybe a teacher that you've worked with recently, um, just an encouraging testimony working with students. Absolutely. I, there's one student that I can think of and I, I love how God works through the body of Christ, right? And I really believe we can have a body of Christ in our school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there was a, a little little guy um, that was the one that everybody knew, but not stood out for the wrong reason, okay. yeah. right? <laughs> um, and so he was an, at that time, I was a reading specialist uh-huh. and he um, was in a second grade classroom. He also went to speech. So his second grade teacher was part of our prayer group. The speech pathologist was part of the prayer group. I'm in the prayer group. So we're all praying for him. We're like the trifecta, right? (laughs) And I remember one day I picked him up from class. We're walking down the hall and he just said, Mrs. Conan, are you Christian? And I knew I could say yes. Right? I said, oh yeah, I am. I I didn't get into it, but I just answered his question. uh, And so that was one seed. Mm-hmm. Well, then one day, like the two of us are, I was one-on-one instruction with him. Yeah. Um, and he has like a Buddhist background, but they aren't, pra- they weren't practicing really. Okay. But one day he said, well, this is Conan. God hates people and he sends them to hell. Oh, wow. And I sat there and I, I was kind of taken off guard. It was not related to the subject we were talking about. And, but I thought, okay, I can teach him about religions. Mm -hmm. Like I know that's legal. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, now if you were studying different religions, one of the things Christianity would say was that God doesn't want to do that. Like he actually loves people and he, you know, and so I just, in a very neutral way, gave a Christian perspective on his answer. I didn't say that's what I believe Uh I just gave him like that matter of fact answer. Well, in the meantime, 
you know, everybody's praying for him. There's another teacher in my school who um, had felt led to start a good news club. And I don't know if you've heard of them, but they're after school Bible club, um, child evangelism fellowship. It's something that you can get through them. And he felt led to start Mm -hmm. this. And he did. And this little boy, somebody invited him to go. And he was so excited because he didn't have very many friends. He was going to get to go to a club. He, Mrs. Conan, I get to go to a club after school. (laughs) It's so great. And his mom, because she liked the idea of free daycare, signed the permission slip. And he and his brother went to this club and he accepted Christ. Oh my goodness. That is so amazing. (laughs) It was so cool. And I, this is a family that would never walk through the door of a church. Right. right. Never. And I, I think that's one of the things that we need to keep in mind is that 50 million students attend the public schools. The majority are never going to go through the door of a church. Yeah. So you just get creative and you pray and you let, and God can do really cool things at school. Yeah. I think that's one of the, one of my favorite stories. That's so encouraging. I love that. And then after, do you know what happened after he and his brother Gave their hearts to Jesus like did. Well, they went every week to this club and they received a Bible and they brought it with them. Um, They did move. So I have lost track, but um, I know that that was very significant um, for him. When those things happen, I just remember like God promises in his word that it doesn't return void, but it accomplishes everything for which he sent it. So we know the seeds are planted and then. He'll right. just keep watering that salvation within them to cause transformation to happen in their hearts and lives. And oh, that's so encouraging. Yeah. I know that I have yeah. friends um in Washington State. It's with a different organization, but I love that Bible club, Good News Club. Mm-hmm. There's a mm-hmm. another organization that just sprung up. I I just heard about it this summer, but they offer Bible curriculum during the school day. And it's like you have people from your community sign a number of waivers are signed and then they can bring it before the school board. I'll have to put the the um, name of it in the show notes because I'm spacing out the name of it right now. But there's so many neat resources ri- arising right now for people yes. to use or teachers that are interested in just responding to God's voice like you did, even with just starting prayer in your school for your teachers and then watch mm-hmm. what God wants to do. It's just exciting. <laughs> you know, I think the one thing, like you said, I think God is so good and he's so patient, mm-hmm. but you know, I look back on that and it took me three years to obey that prompting. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that he has taught me now is don't put it off. Like if he is, if he's stirring something in you, take a step towards mm-hmm. it, right? Like learn, explore what he's showing you and take a step and see where it takes you. Because I, I would say that the more that I have learned to say yes to the Lord, he's brought me on some amazing adventures and shown me wonderful things. Um, I just, I, I think that that is one of the things that he did teach me. Like why, I wonder what would have happened if I would have just said yes right away to start that mm-hmm. teacher program. Mm-hmm. But he was good. He, he's still good. He, he's, his timing is perfect, but being obedient is something that I think I've learned along the way. Yeah, That's so good. And we can always grow in that area (laughs) and responding Mm -hmm. right away and not, yeah, not waiting. So good. Mm -hmm. As we're closing up, Heather, would you leave us with a word of encouragement and maybe even pray for our teachers 
to be able to respond right away when they feel God's prompting to be able to hear his voice also during the school day to um, yeah, just receive what they need to hear from Father God as they're going about their day. As far as encouragement, I would just say to remember like your identity is an ambassador over everything else. Yeah. Like you're, you're there. God makes his appeal through yeah. you. It's that in second Corinthians five eleven, and that success to him is not what we might claim success as a teacher. Right. So it might not, it's not our test scores. It's not our student behavior. It's, it's not being as good as so-and-so, you know, success to him is just showing up every day and asking God to partner with you and ask and asking him what you need to know or what you need to do and just take a step each day. I think that is, you're making an eternal difference. Mm -hmm. And so don't believe the lie that you're not relevant, that you're not successful. Um, You Mm -hmm. are. And because you're there, you're his ambassador, your kingdom educator, your loving kids, you're, you're planting seeds that the side of heaven, we might not know the result, but Heather, I just want to say, cause I feel like the first time I heard that, I felt like a weight had been lifted off as far as like what success is yeah. because we put so much on ourselves and we hear so much from district and even our, maybe our teaching teams and things. And there's always new needs that are rising, especially social emotional these days with our students. And it just like, Mm -hmm. if you can just focus on like, God, what's my assignment with you today? It like breaks off a huge heavy. And so that's such a good word of encouragement. Yeah. One day at a time. And it might be like, Johnny didn't hit anyone today. And that's success. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Every year success looks different. All right. Well, yeah, I would love to. Thank you. That'd be awesome. So Lord, I want to thank you for your presence in our schools, for your calling, for your invitation to partner with you. We do not do this work alone. Um, You are a co-laborer in our classrooms. And I thank you for your promises that we can cling to. And Lord, I just pray that as Christians in public schools, that you would, or private schools, wherever you have us, Lord, would you just grow our obedience? Would our answer be yes? to what you ask us to do? Would you give us the confidence and the creativity and the sense of calling to trust you more where you have us and so that we can see your kingdom come to fruition in the the lives of our students and our colleagues and that we can just sense your presence wherever you have us in whatever situation we're in. We just thank you for being such a good and patient God and for the invitation that you choose us to work with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Heather. I really am grateful for your time with you today. Thanks for asking me. This has been so great. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. Please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share with your friends in education so they too can be strengthened and encouraged in living their kingdom identity out loud in this pivotal hour. And please visit kingdomeducators.com to receive your Kingdom Educator Daily Truth Declarations, my encouraging newsletter, and be the first to know about my newest resources online and in-person events. 
And be sure to find me on the socials at kingdom.educators. Until next time, don't forget you are a history maker and what you do every day is transforming lives.